Hello and welcome to Sharp Tech. I'm Andrew Sharp, and this is a free preview of today's episode. I have another question related to Spotify. We're going to incorporate Apple Music as well. Jorge says, I would love Ben's take on this article. And the headline to the article is, this is how much more Apple Music pays artists than Spotify. And Jorge adds, I am 100% in the corner of artists and think they should get as much money as they can. But I'm specifically upset with this comparison because this is where I think Apple is flexing its monopoly power. Of course, Apple can pay artists more. They don't need Apple Music to be profitable and they don't subject themselves to the App Store tax. This isn't a level playing field for Spotify. And if people start making their decisions based on artist pay rates, it's going to be tough for Spotify to compete. So um, related to that, you can answer that question. Well, no, but no, also- I, 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 want, I want to answer. I want to answer right now. This isn't about Apple flexing its monopoly power. This is about Apple being disingenuous. The reason why Apple, Apple does not pay artists a higher rate. Apple says the rate we paid artists was higher. Now, what I mean is Apple insinuates that, look, we pay artists a cent per play. Spotify pays them like 0.01 or whatever the number is. That is not a contractually defined number. The amount that is paid out is a function of how often the music is listened to. And the reason this matters is that every listener to Apple Music is a paid subscriber. So Apple's so everyone there is paying $10 a month or this price increase is going to be paying, paying more per month. And that flows through again, because the function of what you pay labels is a function of how much you get from subscribers. Spotify on the other hand has an ad supported tier where people can listen. They have less fine grained control. Like it's hard to specify, like it's more listening to playlists and things along those lines, but they have hundreds of millions or whatever of free listeners, which Spotify argues and I have no reason to doubt them, convert steadily to subscribers. But by definition, all these people, you're making much less money from them because you're only making money from the ads that they listen to. Now, the labels get a share of that ad money. But the average cent per play is much lower on Spotify because the plays are much higher. But the absolute amount that Spotify is paying is much higher than Apple Music. So Apple's being super dishonest here because they don't have an ad tier. That's why their average per play is higher because all their customers monetize at a much higher rate. If you take the blended revenue per customer from Spotify, it's way lower than Apple because that includes all these free customers. So Apple is, is it's not a lie, but it's effectively it's a lie that yeah. everyone, yeah, it's purposely misleading. It, like they did a whole press release on this. In this press release, they're like, that's why I was so careful with my language at the beginning. We average a payout of one cent or however they put it. And like Spotify pays on a paid subscriber basis, Spotify pays the exact same amount as Apple or within a fraction of a percentage point because it's all negotiated. Like, so Apple's. Well, and overall, here, it sounds like Spotify can often pay more based on f- free. On an absolute basis, they pay more yeah. for sure. Now, to the extent Spotify is less, it's because they have more plays. And and this is why people so much on the internet, they get stuck in uh, relative numbers versus absolute numbers. If you're an artist, would you rather be on a service that has fewer plays of your music 
or on a service that has more plays and you get or fewer plays of your music, you get a higher per play number. Or on a service that has more plays of your music, a lower per play number, but more money total. Right? Like that's like Spotify is paying artists more than Apple. Apple is just using this one metric of a per play to because they have a different business model. So as far as the competing business models, you mentioned in an aside earlier that Spotify successfully responded to Apple Music. How did they do that? In theory, like music is like a commodity, right? You can jump to, to a different one. And I actually, I think that's an advantage for Spotify. I think I underappreciated that previously. Like Netflix is showing if you have to compete on a content basis, that's tough. Like you're in the content yeah. business. Spotify is not in the content business. Right. And to the extent they tried to get in the content business with these exclusive podcasts, they probably wasted a whole bunch of money. Spotify is in the discovery and user interface business. And that's a much better place to be because that's much more under your control. So I think what happened with Spotify is number one, like just, uh, you know, people build up playlists. They like Discovery Weekly. They listen to podcasts there, and it's a massive pain in the rear end to switch to Apple. Yes, all your like there, there's there's this other podcaster who paid for Apple One, so he got Apple Music for free, and he just complains every single week about how much he hates Apple Music, and and because he's being cheap, because he already is he's like part of the bundle. But most people are just like, you know what, not worth not worth the trouble. You know, it's too difficult to switch. Like I already have all my stuff there. Spotify's done great stuff. Like at the end of the year, like everyone posts their Spotify list and all those sorts of things. Like Spotify is very much in the in sort of the gestalt like that's kind of like what like 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 the cool service and they're building up in theory the advertising we talked about the beginning if that works that's actually a reason for artists and labels to favor spotify and like like, because there's there's a real sort of win-win here um now apple music certainly blunted spotify's growth Had, had spotify only been the major only major stream service i'm sure it'd be even larger than it is but it is worth knowing though to go back to this emailer's point, although he was wrong on the specifics, the broader point is is obvious. It's <laughs> yeah, patently, it's patently, patently unfair and anti-competitive that Apple gets to sell the exact same service as Spotify, but with a thirty percent advantage. It's nuts. It boggles the mind. It's even worse with this eBooks thing. Like the oh the, the ebooks that, thing is so bad the the audiobooks audiobooks yeah yeah I mean I cannot well, an audiobook believe is technically an ebook so I guess it's true like it's it's all the same family all bits. but man oh man I cannot believe the audacity on Apple's part to try to take thirty percent of everything and then also make it really difficult for Spotify to just redirect people, right? Like that that's where they've intervened in the past to try to... Well, so there's a lot of context here. So Apple so Apple used to let you link out years and years and years ago. Then they killed that because uh, the Kindle app was 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 linking people out to the Amazon website. That's why like, it was because of Kindle that they killed it. And it's Which, by the way, the was when they, had a, when they were launching iBooks. It, it was it was purely done to to support their business that was that was competing directly with the business they were kneecapping and and, and it's not consumer friendly like it's, it, it, it annoys the hell out of me every time i have to go to amazon's website to buy the kindle book that should just be a one-click situation in the app. Which Apple but, has nothing to do with. Apple didn't produce the book. They didn't write the book. They didn't pay the publisher. By Amazon, books are also similar to music in that you have to pay a share of revenue usually to the publisher. So you literally can't sell it profitably if you had to pay the App Store tax. It's yeah. unbelievable. Like like the, the e-books and music things are unbelievable because Apple has directly 
competitive businesses that are fundamental. They, they, by a policy choice, are fundamentally limiting. And meanwhile, the EU, guess what? They just turned out they're, they're going to now, now investigate Facebook for their marketplace. Like, what the? What are we doing here? It's unbelievable. Like, let's yeah. investigate Facebook for acquiring a VR exercise app. Meanwhile, Apple is literally kneecapping its direct competitors for because they can. Well, a fun journey for Sharp Tech listeners is going to be watching Ben slowly lose his mind over the next several years as regulators focus their energy everywhere. Oh, but Apple. Uh, well, it's fine. I mean, I, I, the journey started on an exponent, so I guess it's a, it's a long running one. I mean, it's just it. I mean. I think the reason it bothers me is number one, it's just, it's really unfair. It, it like, it just is unfair. And, and, and that irks me just yeah. in general. Number two is I feel very burned because one of the implications of these aggregators is they raise very serious antitrust concerns. Like when I first wrote aggregation theory in 2015, my follow-up article a week or two later is like, look, these are antitrust problems, you know, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And then I talked a lot about Facebook's acquisition of Instagram why it was problematic. You know, I did call it at the time it was problematic. And so I, I, I like there's stuff needs to be, the stuff needs to be done here. What's frustrating is when you see no one caring about Apple and not just focus on like Facebook, Instagram, but then all this stupid stuff to the side, it really just feels it's, this is all politics. And I know all the old listeners or old, you know, people ex- more experienced than me in life are like, yeah, dummy. That's why you should were dumb to ever ask for it. <laughs> but I feel it, it, it feels like, it's it's just disappointing, and I feel like a moron forever arguing for any sort of antitrust stuff in tech. If this is how it's going to be practiced, where we're going to say that that Facebook and TikTok aren't competitive, like that's going to be our antitrust take, and we're going to ignore what I think is one of the most blatant antitrust actions, like way worse than what Microsoft did, worse well, than what IBM was doing. And it's it's very – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh Producer cynicism. <laughs> no, it's dis. Uh, there, there's a word. Disillusionment. Just, disillusioning. Thank uh, you. Disenchanting. Yeah. Dis- yeah. It's it's um, it's very frustrating, and I we talked about it on the ATT episode a, a month or two ago. It is unfair and offends me almost as an American. I'm not a fan of corporate abuse, and I feel like that's something we learn early on. Right, but even and, ATT, you can like, okay, I can get the privacy. Like, you know, I, I think it's disingenuous, but you can see an angle. This bit, like our bookstore does well, not no, no. pay 30%, and our music service does not, and you do. This is the most brazenly illegal thing that they're doing. Like, even with the laws we have now and the interpretations we have now, the fact that there's been no enforcement is baffling. I, and it, you wouldn't need to adapt. I think we need to adapt in several other areas, and we'll get to that in a minute here. But you don't actually need to update anything to account for what Apple's doing here. And the other thing is, I don't want to focus too much on just the App Store because Jorge's larger point is Apple doesn't need it to be profitable And Amazon is also leaping into the streaming fray. It was reported last week that their streaming service is jumping from 2 million songs to 100 million songs. And that service is going to be available to all Prime members. And the point is, those are going to be loss leaders for both of those businesses. And neither neither Amazon nor Apple will ever care and will ever need to pay attention to 
the margins or anything else, and they could just slowly bleed customers from a service like Spotify that actually has to worry about making a profit. And that's not the way the free market is designed to work. And so there are lots of different little sectors that get distorted as a result of the unbelievable market power that both of those companies have. Yeah, I'm a little more on the fence when it comes to bundling. I mean, this is what you're talking about. Obviously, Microsoft does the same thing. Like, like, you know, that's one of Slack's complaints about why teams killed them. Well, they ever got teams for free, right? You had to pay for this separately. Uh, I do think there's an aspect, and Spotify is probably a good example of this, where Spotify is just a better service than Apple Music, in part because Spotify is heavily incentivized because they have to make it work. Apple Music is terrible, right? Like it, it, it like it doesn't have it clearly doesn't have sufficient investment from a sort of app perspective, from a user interface perspective. For sure, in a fair fight, uh, Apple Music would be much smaller than it is, and Spotify would be even larger. Uh, that said, the consumer benefits of bundling are pretty substantial, and so that is a that is a counterweight to the point that you're making. All right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive every episode of this show, you can do so by subscribing to Stratechery Plus. That'll give you access to every Sharp Tech episode, all of our Sharp China episodes, the Dithering Podcast with Ben and John Gruber, daily analysis of the tech business from Ben, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come. If you'd like to become a subscriber, click the link in your show notes to get access to the entire Stratechery universe.